0: Oh, and welcome to the pebble hills english one remote learning podcast my name is matthew Munden. as always i am joined by someone playing with their camera
1: sorry <laughs> i was setting it up so that it doesn't fall chris cortez here all right
0: uh, <laughs> welcome back guys you are our listeners our students are in the middle of week seven getting very close to the end of the school year, the end of this fourth nine-week grading period. Uh, And during this week, they are finishing up the novel, The Hobbit. So on today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to come up with a list of some of the best heroes journey to come up with a top eight that we can post as our greatest examples of a hero's journey but before we get to that uh chris how are you doing
1: i'm good man i'm chilling um trying to stay busy uh you know i've i've had discussions with you about um you know coming up with different topics to to discuss since we're wrapping everything up um it is teacher appreciation week so um i did a real cool or not real cool i had to do it real quickly um i did a twitter video um so students can go ahead and check that out uh basically all they, all i'm trying to do is uh let students know that you know there were educators in my life that uh that basically got me to this point point. and you know it it sounds cliche in, in the sense that you know there were educators who changed my life but in in my Perspective and in my point of view, I really did have um, some really awesome teachers, especially at a really young age. Um, I mentioned um, on my Twitter video Miss Lorio um, and Miss Jarice, uh, two educators who, you know, actually physically, you know, pulled me out of class and were were talking to me about um, some of the things that they had noticed about my behavior. Um, it was it was during a time where my parents were divorced or barely getting divorced. So I was, I guess I was acting out and lashing out. Um, and, you know, thankfully they, they pulled me aside and let me know that, you know, things were gonna be okay. And, you know, to continue my education. Um And thanks to them, I, I turned out to be the only one to graduate from college in my family. Um, So I just wanted to let the students know, let our listeners know that, um, there's nothing greater than, you know, being able to tell somebody how much uh, they mean to you. Um, and luckily for me, some of the teachers that I, I thanked in that video, um, they were still, they're still around. Um, and I was able to thank um, a majority of them. And, and it's sad to say that a couple of my other teachers that were on my list, um, you know, the one that pops to mind is Miss Jones, uh, my sophomore and my my freshman English teacher, I'm sorry, sophomore and junior teacher, English teacher, um, she passed away, you know, kind of, uh, you know, right after I had already graduated. And it, um, it, it kind of took me by surprise because in the back of your mind, you always think like, you know, I'm from a small town, Fabians, so I can always go back and thank them that, that was always, you know, like in my mind, but you know unfortunately i never i never got a chance to go back and there's a few other teachers but um you know just just to kind of give them a little shout out and let them know that if they did mean something to me i thought was kind of important yesterday as as uh it's the start of our teacher appreciation week so that's that's where i was at for yesterday's uh for yesterday's post
0: that's awesome. Yeah, no, uh, I actually been reaching out to some of my, actually two of my coaches from high school. I was, uh, tr- like I found out that one of them is retiring at the end of the school year. Wow. And, uh, trying to come up with, like we've been talking about like podcasts, uh, like a mini series of talking to people from my high school and just like create mm. that, like, a like, three episodes or something just to figure out like just talk about reminisce about like the days a lot of my friends from high school have gone on to be uh I was, like one of my friends is a doctor in California and he's been, wow. been like kind of talking to him about like everything he's going through out there. So mm-hmm. like just as a way to like vent and stuff like that. Um right. but yeah I'm gonna I'm trying to figure that one out like if I end up doing anything with like what I'm trying to record stuff like that. Talking mm-hmm. to him about like the show Scrubs because for some reason, me and him were really into the show Scrubs. Right. Uh, because uh, me personality wise, I apparently am really close to JD, the, the main character from Scrubs, and he mm-hmm. was very close to Turk. Yeah, yeah. And, like we're just talking about it and I'm like, oh yeah. And then I started rewatching and I'm like, oh wow, I do act like that. I can,
1: see, I can see that, that comparison. It, it does go well. I'm not a, a huge Scrubs fan, uh, but the few episodes that I, I have seen of him, um, I, I can see you kind of fitting that. Yep. What yep. year did you graduate, by the way? Uh,
0: 2007. 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah, I graduated a year Oh, you graduated
1: early, early right? Yeah, so early, I graduated
0: early. when I was 16 years old. Yep. Show off. That's right.
1: I remember I remember we had that conversation. I'm like, wait, I'm oh 07 and you're you're younger than me, so I didn't understand. But when you told me you graduated Mm -hmm. a year um early, I made all you know, it made sense. Yep. Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't know. I don't know a lot of um I don't talk to a lot of my my classmates to to do something like that, but um there's like a few that I'm that I'm close to, but it would be nice. I mean, like you're saying you, you, some of your coaches are, you know, one of your coaches are retiring. Did you did you have, like, a personal relationship? Like, after Yeah, school? no. So, like, uh, both of them were okay,
0: so it was Coach Thomas from, and Coach Coach both from Andrus. Um, I was in track and cross country. So uh, Coach Thomas was the head coach for uh, cross country. He's also the one retiring. Coach Coach was, like, the assistant coach, and then he was in track. He was uh, did like shot put, which I, if case you're wondering, did not do. Uh, the, uh, the uh, I was a long distance runner. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we'd always actually, yeah. Thank the, uh, I, I broke, I broke Cortez. Okay.
1: It's funny, like I wasn't gonna say like, oh, did you join shot put? Like you. Uh, <coughs> I had just gotten over the fact that you can't do 10 push-ups. Like, I'm not gonna... I'm just...
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, but I would I would talk Ooh. to them about... Um, I would just talk to them about, like, movies. Like, they were both really into Star Wars. Uh, I still, like, on Facebook he will constantly, like, Coach uh, Crash Runner will constantly pick out on me uh, for, like, mm. uh, liking The Last Jedi or... Um, he, I like
1: him already.
0: Yeah. Uh, but he also he got mad at me for some reason when I recommended the movie Mad Max Fury Road, but he hadn't seen mm. it yet. He hadn't oh. seen it. So I kept telling him, like, look, I'm not trying because he's just like, I don't know why they had to make a sequel to that. I'm like, look, honestly, just watch it and you will like you will understand why I like this movie. And then he was like yeah. after he, after he watched it, he's like, Okay, I, I understand why you that was one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm like, Yep, yep, it was. Uh, did no, you but, read any
1: of the did you read any of the back the backstory behind like Tom Hardy and Oh yeah, uh, no like that that
0: he did they him and Sori Sparan all both hate each other, they both hated the director, they yeah. they never understood what the director was asking them to do, and then when they watched the movie, they were like, Oh, I understand it now. I am so yeah. like apparently Tom Hardy like apologized in front of yeah. the premiere. He was like, Look, I did not understand the movie that we were filming I am sorry now that I've
1: seen it I understand that you're a genius <laughs> it's crazy right like for him to for all the backlash or from all the articles that said that he was you know very difficult like unruly yeah like I mean to the point where he got to like Joaquin Phoenix status in terms of like being difficult to work with I thought that was crazy because when you watch the movie, like, in its whole, like, I mean, it's obviously, it's a good movie. It went, like, ballistic. I didn't think it was going to win as many Oscars as it did, but, like, as far as, like, costume design and, Sound editing, like it went kind of mad on the on the Oscars yeah. that year. Uh, huh? uh,
0: we we may we may have more to talk about that movie later on. Without oh, okay. without, without talking about it too much. Yeah uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I'm just like like I don't want to completely uh, <laughs> kill the our
1: topic. Um, okay okay, we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah.
0: Um. So, I guess. I guess this is a bad segue, I guess, but I'm going to explain how this is going to work. So Mm -hmm. I was inspired by a podcast I was listening called Screen Draft, and what they do, they try to come up with top seven uh, lists of movies, and they have two people, and each one of them comes up with a, a set of different movies, and each each person has a veto. So they're each trying to work on like creating a top seven list. Um, Mm -hmm. The, it didn't, top seven wouldn't necessarily work for us because I wanted it to be equal. So we're doing a top eight. So in a Mm -hmm. moment, I'm going to ask my phone using Siri to flip Mm -hmm. a coin. Right. And then uh, based on that uh, coin flip, we're going to either, we're the person who wins it can either, decide to start out the list, meaning that they will get to name the top movies eight, six, four, and 2, or mm. they get to go 2nd and they would name the 7th, the 5th, the 3rd, and the 1st, the top movie on the list. We right. each get a veto, which means if we decide to, if I don't like his uh, Cortez's pick for number 5 or six or whatever, I could say veto. Mm -hmm. That movie gets removed, but it can still be used somewhere else, but he has to choose a different movie to plug into its spot. Right. uh, He could, let's say, he really wants that movie on the list, he could choose it to be his number three, and I don't have a veto anymore, so I cannot change it. Mm -hmm. So, we don't have to use our vetoes, but we have that as our like our uh-huh. tool to help the... To l- argue. Change. Yes, to argue. <laughs> so, uh, we are creating the top eight movies uh, since you guys just finished The Hobbit, the top mm-hmm. eight hero's journey in a movie. There are a few other rules we put on there. There is no series of films. So, as you know, we both love Star Wars. Uh, Cortez is wearing an Empire Strikes Back shirt for the 40th anniversary of the movie. My favorite Uh, if he wanted to put that on the list, he would have to put The Empire Strikes Back. He could not say Star Wars and, because at at that point it would be, uh, like a top 17 list or whatever, because we put nine movies on that, um, along in, in that one slot. Uh, we did keep it to only movies, so that's no, uh, TV show, no book, no netflix only thing probably so don't even put mm-hmm. anything that would like debuted on netflix right no okay, okay. so yes it did, was a theatrical movie yes. um in the notes to the show on the youtube page and on the podcast page if you are an audio only uh viewer listener that didn't make any sense but by saying a viewer uh i will put like notes on where to watch these movies so maybe a few of them are streaming or you can rent them for cheap that's a point Okay, cool. so, um, Cortez, heads or tails?
1: Tails never fails, brother.
0: Okay, so let's try this out. Let me make sure my speaker is on. So this is flip a coin. It's heads. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, you know what? I, I, instead of going, I will go first. So I will have. Movies eight six four and two, so you'll you'll get the opportunity to have the number one movie. Okay. All right. So my, my number eight example of a hero's journey. I'm going to go ahead and put a movie on there. It is John Wick, the original John Wick. So we were actually we were actually talking about this a little bit uh, yeah. before we started recording, and I was also trying to say like, "Hey, uh, you're cutting into you're cutting into <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> my topic." Once we once we start like once it's like hello, and then we just start talking like I can't help that that's where the conversation goes.
0: So. Um, in case uh, our viewers have not seen John Wick, it is a movie, an action movie starring Keanu Reeves where uh, his wife has recently died. He gets a puppy that has like a, her like, last Farewell gift. gift. Yeah, farewell, farewell gift. gift. That mm-hmm. puppy is sadly murdered by gangsters. And John Wick goes on a rampage, killing all the gangsters that are connected to the gangster that killed. Is puppy, which is a normal thing that
1: any puppy lover would do at that point. Uh, not that I, I'm <laughs> I can't, I can't stand that. I can't stand that that became like the, like the summary, the spark notes of John Wick. There's, there's more. There's to more that. to it, but that's like right. a
0: basic. That is the right. plot to get people in the seats. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I wanted to use it as an example of the hero's journey because we have. We have a hero, John Wick, who first mm. refuses the call to adventure. We have Willem Dafoe playing, like, I don't even remember the character's name, but he's like a friend in the past a assassin, fellow assassin days. Yeah, fellow yeah. assassin, who asked John, like, hey, do you want to go back to work after the wife died? And he said, no. He gets mm-hmm. the dog, the things happen, uh, mm-hmm. and then he decides to go on this journey. So... Right. uh, he goes through this entire event where he, there is trial after trial, and most of the time, uh, apart from like, one tiny complication near the end, John Wick is pretty unstoppable. He's killing pretty much everyone in his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end, he, he, there's the return home. He spoilers for like, a, like an eight-year-old movie at this point. Uh, are we gets, allowed to
1: do spoilers?
0: Yeah, let's are go we, ahead and we... just assume there's spoilers okay. for unless it's like it came out like a week ago, and there's no movies that came out a week ago. So right. um, he gets the dog, he gets another dog back, and he returns home, uh, feeling kind of more at peace with himself. He kind of mm. understands himself. There's this constant question in that movie. John are you back and he keeps saying like oh, just for a time and then finally there's the major point where he's like yes I am back this is what I always was this is what I am made to do mm-hmm. so uh, Cortez do you have anything to add on are you gonna like veto my choice or I, I veto definitely already?
1: no <laughs> definitely not definitely not no I I There's a couple of, like, things to talk about when it comes to John Wick, but I think he's – I think it's – without going into too much detail, he's got some of the most intense, like, killing that I've seen on on screen. And it's not so much, like, the gun stuff. The two that I'll bring up, and they're not really spoilers because he's not really – I mean, he doesn't – they're not deaths that are necessarily important, but he's trying to enter – he's trying to enter the the red circle the club that his mm. main target is at um and then to get in there um he takes down this dude but the way he stares down the death where he he's covering up the the guy's face, uh, mouth so that he doesn't say anything
0: it's like and the like, friend of the of the young guy right
1: it's like no the, no it oh, okay. it's one of the random it's, it's oh, like random? A random okay yeah it's a random henchman kind of dude who's like you know just kind of um protecting the the perimeter I guess but it's it, it just it's an intense it's an intense kill because like he literally stares him in the eye the whole way down that he's like you know kind of going from standing up to you know to falling down and dying the second one I think in that movie the one that I it just it just shows how awesome he is he's got his main target like in his sights but he's got a hold of of a henchman you know underneath him so instead of just shooting his target he lets him know like this bullet isn't for you it's for him shoots shoots the friend and then by the time he comes back mm. to him you know he finds a way to kind of out, escape yeah. yeah like those two like i think you know the sequence of of it where it was just amazing I'm gonna go off on I'm, we're gonna start talking about we're gonna, yeah
0: we're gonna yeah, but yeah. like uh so
1: number eight,
0: number eight John Wick, original one, not chapter two or chapter three the original one all right, <laughs> right. so Cortez,
1: number seven I will go number seven three hundred.
0: Three hundred. Oh, and it's a uh, fitting because we're we're Spartans. Okay,
1: right. Okay. Um. Even before I worked at Pebble Hills, I always thought uh, the movie Three Hundred was, um, was an intense movie, but also had a, a really good job of, and I, I it's something I was noticing with my list here, i I'm kind of drawn to like the idea of like tragic heroes. Okay. So, um, the idea that you know there's this there's this, uh, this task, this impossible task that they have to uh, kind of overcome and our hero knows that this is gonna be the end of him. So uh, King Leonidas, um, you know, goes out of his way to protect his country, um, the government body that has been set up by, um, you know, the country Uh, basically tells him no you cannot defend the country with the army Um, and you find out because you know of all the the back dealings that they're corrupt Um, so he kind of bends the law to his way where uh, he can take 300 men on a stroll and it just so happens that that stroll becomes like their death and they all know it and to them that's like this glorious thing Um, so I'm going to put it in there because Mm -hmm. I felt like it's a great movie, but I'm putting it that low because it might be that dark horse that just
0: kind
1: of overdoes it.
0: Like I, like I would, uh, I feel like it fits in with our hero's journey. Um, Mm -hmm. The, like, I'm trying to think of, there's some things in that movie that haven't, like it's it's honestly the issues that I had with the like comic book where like how they portray um, Xer- Erxes, Xerxes Xerxes uh, and there's a couple things that are feel dated, but like uh-huh. I like I can't like help but like whenever there's an action scene in that movie I'm like oh yeah no this is really good this is really well choreographed this is I can tell what's happening and then people have been ripping off things that Zack Snyder. The director has done in that movie with the speed ramping, the the like like basically everything filmed on green screen was a uh, Sin City did it. Then like even like Mandalorians doing it the way they're doing a projection for the film. Yeah, Mm -hmm. staying with the hero's journey. Yeah, three hundred is a good pick. Um, So wait, let me think of what would be my okay.
1: Hmm. So you have 6 4 and I, 2.
0: Yeah, I have 6 4 and 2. Okay. So number 6 um it's like it's like a strange I didn't I don't, didn't know if I really wanted to put it right after each other cuz they're kind of similar, but number 6 is one of my favorite movies. It's probably my top 3. Um mm. is the original Die Hard. So again we have a kind of violent movie but uh uh die hard is about uh this guy John McClane he is uh going to his estranged wife's uh christmas party office christmas party and terrorists happen to take over that building and he is a he is a cop uh visiting from new york and he just has he has to save his wife and her coworkers, and mm. things happen along the way. So we have uh, the thing about Die Hard. They portray John McClane as even though Bruce Willis is like a, I think he's like tall to like average. He's like he doesn't have shoes. He's not like insanely bulky compared to like some of the people who are on his team. Uh, mm. He. Uh, he doesn't even have any weapons on him and he keeps having to overcome each challenge. So it's nearly like a video game level where, okay, there's the one person he has to fight. Then there's the big tall guy that he keeps getting into fights with. Then he has to now be fighting with the outside forces who are the like FBI who doesn't believe that he's actually a good guy. And then yeah. we have him just trying to get back and fix the things, fix the relationship with his wife It like... Before her and all her coworkers die, so right. um, like I, it is. I think it's streaming somewhere. I I don't know if it's. I don't know if it, I'm thinking about it if it's a perfect example of the uh, hero's journey, but there is something about that I think of like the Odyssey with Odysseus coming home to get to his wife.
1: It's kind right. of similar to that. Are you okay be, with Die Hard? I'm going to be honest with you, and this is something that I've I've had discussions with, with other people when it comes to movies. I haven't seen all of Die Hard, so okay. no, I'm not going to. Wow, you're not going to veto it? Okay, I'm not going to. All all right. To. I'll let six. I'll let it stand. Um, we'll let it stand. Least.
0: So because we're getting closer to the to our top yeah. five, um, right? You should really watch Die Hard. It's a
1: I keep hearing that and I know like I keep telling myself like I'm going to I just I haven't so if you find that it's streaming somewhere that I that you can can have it yeah like I I will get to it but I just I for whatever reason I haven't I haven't gotten to it man I don't I don't know what it is
0: it's one of those like weird movies that uh like I think it's a like not if not perfect close to being perfect and it bugged Mm -hmm. me to no end in high school when I like saw that one of my favorite movie critics Roger Ebert he gave it like a two-star rating because he doesn't like the FBI agents the movie. He says that they're not believable. And it has yeah. bugged me that I'm like, that movie is so perfect. And he gave it two stars. <laughs> and he gave he gave the very the very much inferior uh die hard to die harder, like uh-huh. three and a half stars. And like it's uh-huh. like like out of four, where I'm like, no, that is not a good movie. That is not like, no, it's the it's the first one that's great. Right. But
1: yeah, all um,
0: right, number five.
1: I'm on number five, and I'm going to say, I just want to let you know, my number one is going to be like, you better not veto it, because I'll veto your veto. But anyways, <laughs> I'm, jumping, I'm jumping ahead. Um, I'm going say Kill Bill.
0: Kill Bill? Okay, so wait, which yeah.
1: one? Are you, or are, you, are we? Volume one. Volume one, okay. no, no. Yes, I'm gonna well because we can't do franchises. You're saying so. Yeah, so it has to I'm be. Picking, yeah, I'm picking number one, volume one. Although okay. two obviously completes the arc, okay. the character arc that I I would I would like to you know describe. But I'm saying, I'm saying Kill Bill Volume One because it has that, like how you're saying, uh, Die Hard has this like a video game kind of style of uh of storytelling um you have this you know awesome best female assassin um trying to make a a different life for her so she's this reluctant killer uh type just like John Wick was um and because you know destiny has brought her her former boss slash lover back into her life. Um, you know, and and them him thinking that she's basically dead because they put a bullet in her head. Um, you know, she wakes up, uh, doesn't know or thinks that her daughter has has uh died, um and just has like this full on John Wick style before John Wick, you know, rampage mode, um, and just tries to to uh, terminate anybody who was involved in her brutal assassination slash wedding rehearsal dealio thing. Okay,
0: all right. Like, um, okay, I love Kill Bill. I love Volume One and Volume Two. It
1: sounds I, like I'm going to get a veto from. You.
0: Like i I am going to veto that one, just because. I, like, while, like, yeah, like, John Wick has chapters one, one, two, and three, uh, Die Hard has multiple parts, um, 300 even has a sequel, I feel like Kill Bill's Hero's Journey is not complete by the end, like, I feel like there is, like, even if we chose, if even if he chose, like, uh, a new hope, there is something resolved by the end of it. That's why mm-hmm. I feel like volume one. I feel like I'm gonna veto it, even though it hurts me because I love Quentin Tarantino films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like I have to. I mean, if you want to go ahead and put Kill the volume one into your three or one slot, I can't. I can't alter it anymore. But like, I am going to veto veto it from number five. Do I have to replace it with something else? Yeah, you can Sorry, replace it. Sorry, by the way.
1: Sorry if you okay. had the chewing. It's okay. It's not know, like the last time
0: when you were stirring
1: coffee. <laughs> My bad, by the way, because <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think these microphones on here is it is it bad though? Because I mean, I'm really no, I can't side. I can't hear
0: this. Someone like I can't hear the the chewing. I think the stirring, like I could hear, but Acres was also talking, so I didn't I didn't even occur to it. This I don't hear.
1: Okay, so, so I'm I'm getting rid of Kill Bill. Okay, but so do I put. Something else there, yeah, you can or put like, something else?
0: Yeah, there. no, You can put something else as number five. Number five
1: is going to be Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Okay.
0: I am actually. I actually think that's a uh, what is a better, like a much better fit on that one.
1: The only and the only reason why I I was thinking of Kill Bill because I just. But you're right, like it is, it's totally unresolved. So if I would have just said volume two, that might have been better. Um, But Pan's Labyrinth, very much, um, you know, a a fairy tale, uh, an adult fairy tale. Uh, You have this young girl whose father has passed away. um, And it turns out that the the man who is marrying her mother um, was pretty much responsible for it um it's in the middle of um spain the spanish war with yeah. um i forget who um but basically she's got this um this this fairy that kind of follows her at the beginning um and i guess i mean you can have the discussion like whether or not all of this all the things that happen in the movie take place like in her mind because she's just so Um, you know childlike Um, but basically she's she has like these tasks to complete because apparently she's this uh the daughter of like a king yeah yeah the daughter of like a I don't know if he's like the fairy king or yeah like a fairy
0: king or something and then like she has to save her infant
1: uh brother
0: right right yeah so she like the
1: and, it, and also her like her task is to go back to her father and her mother. She's got to prove somehow that, that she is that reincarnation of, of that daughter, that fairy daughter or whatever. So I'm gonna just say, you know, without giving too much away that it, you know she's also a tragic hero. Um, in the way that she does it, I, I think is, it's set up really nicely. Um, she's got mentors along the way with the the fawn
0: yeah the pan say, yeah yeah.
1: No, it's yeah. Things, yeah but the actual like creature mm-hmm. like, yeah fun yeah fun yeah, yeah so um so she's got like uh you know some of the characteristics of this hero because there's these tasks set of uh ahead of her um and it, it's kind of like a video game too she's got to go through that weird like toad thing because of the key
0: yeah, it's like Alice um, in
1: Wonderland at times. Yeah, there you go. Alice in Wonderland. And that's what Guillermo de Toro was kind of going for, even in like the way he dressed her um in that scene. Uh so I'm gonna say Pan's Labyrinth for five.
0: I like I love that movie. I would say weirdly enough, like out of the movies that we've included, they've all been fairly violent. Something about Pan's Labyrinth, I think it's like the most in my mind, out of the ones we've uh Listed. I think it's the most violent, just because it's the violence is so nightmarish when things are happening. There's mm-hmm. a there's someone who gets like shot in the face in the movie, and that shot has like like scarred me for life because I think about the way the expression on on the fi- on the character's face. I'm like, oh, that is really like that is really affecting. The father um, and son
1: the father and son is that what you're talking about or it's
0: near the end where someone gets like shot in the face and like the eye rolls and like that is just, yeah yeah like, it
1: hurt. oh so yeah, that,
0: yeah like that i just like i'm like oh that is so <laughs> like like I would, it... I would
1: say i would say the way he kills the father and son that they think are they think that they're spies but they're just farmers uh hunting rabbits he shoots he shoots the son, like, right in front of the father. Oh, and then, yeah. And then, like, he gets a bottle of wine or the, you know, the the end of the gun oh, and, okay. like, smashes the father's face to, like...
0: Yeah. To uh, that, that, uh, that's
1: pretty violent.
0: I'm have, like, an M rating on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but what's, well, what's crazy, I mean, John Wick has, like, a, a thousand people killed, but... They're just all kind of murders from far away. This, I think this a lot of it is, is like close.
0: in like Pans Lawrence also like the um, how close a child is to everything. It makes mm-hmm. you more on edge of like, like, Oh, that is like within sight of a kid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like where John Wick, it's like, everything is so, even though both of them are basically fantasy movies, because John Wick is like the reality is so weird like you're mm-hmm. it's not it's not taking place in like the same world we are but something about Pan's labyrinth is just like oof like okay that's a little little hard to watch at times yeah okay so my number 4 and i feel like i feel like there's an argument you could make that it's similar to kill bill volume 1 but mm-hmm. i am going to try to justify it before you veto it my number okay. 4 is dawn of the planet of the apes it is the second one of those so the first one like the names on all of those movies make no sense we have rise of the planet of the apes and then dawn of the planet of the apes and war of the planet of the apes this one is the second one so this one takes place uh into the apocalypse that has already occurred the, the virus that already happened and we have uh we have caesar as this uh, ape who doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to go into, make contact with humans. even though there's humans trying to contact his tribe. Uh, he is pushed to due to, like, the uh, someone that he trusted, Koba, he's pushed into war with, or into at least conflict with the humans. And by the end of it, the the his conflict with Koba, one of his his fellow apes, basically kind of leads them to the greater war that that ends up happening. But right. really, I, the movie is about like these two performances where it's this motion capture. There's these two. Uh, it's Andy Serkis and uh, the I cannot think of the other guy. He's in. He stars in the show Servant, and he was. He was Doctor Doom in the really bad Fantastic Four reboot from a few years ago. But it's between both of them on like their different views of like their of ape freedom or and by the end of the movie, Caesar has even though he ends up having to kill Koba, or at least getting in a conflict that leads Koba to his death. He still learns about like, yeah, well, I also can't trust, he learns something from Coba. It's kind of of similar to the arc that plays out in Black Panther, to be honest, where he has the, they're the, they're related, but they, that he learns about like, yeah, well, I can't go on living the way that I'm doing. I need to be part of this.
1: I'm not going to veto it. Okay. Because one, I loved that movie. (laughs) I really did. Everybody like I don't even mind the third movie, but that one because he's so like how you're saying I think the way you, you describe it with his okay, it just it's gonna go into like another conversation. Basically though, I feel like that movie is like the dark knight rises or no the dark knight the yeah One where World we have Batman. like koba
0: is like uh joker, the joker. And then, yes and then even in but a only, in gary oldman there, is kind of the two-face in a way
1: yes but i've always <laughs> like i've i've made that comparison and people are like that doesn't make any sense and what gets to me is you got to remember like Batman is totally against killing. He will never do it. Like he tries to do everything in his power to go out of his way to not kill. And Donna, the the planet of the apes, that doesn't happen. Like he gives in his one rule was apes. Don't kill apes. Mm -hmm. But then he finds out that there are some apes that are, and it sounds bad to say, like there's just, there's just some people not worth saving and there are some people who don't deserve to live. And in this case it's Koba because Coba assassinated Caesar and made it seem like humans did it, which gets all the apes riled up. But then he continues like this lie and then he gets like this following, this very Joker-like following um, that takes place. And if you played like any of like the video games or even this, this last version of, of the Joker that you didn't really like, um, it shows that there he gets a, a group following and he has this kind of leadership role. So Koba, the, that leadership kind of like takes over the third movie because then all of Koba's followers are still very much against the apes. So Caesar's got to battle, you know, within himself and then also the humans. So I'm, I'm going to leave it. I'm going all right. to allow it.
0: All right. All right. So... We're getting close to uh to the uh to the end. So number
1: three, I'm gonna say. And by the way, sorry. No worries. This was before um, me knowing that we were gonna actually not do franchises. Okay. So. Um. I felt that a very great character arc was Iron Man. Okay. So you said, though, I couldn't pick... Well, you can pick, you like, know, one movie in a franchise, yeah. <laughs> right, but I can't, do, I can't do all of... No, Tony you can't Sparks. do, like, the entire Iron Man arc. Right, right. So if that's the case, I'm going to have to use um, Endgame okay the last the last avengers because i think the wrap-up of his character arc is is just kind of amazing in in how they plotted everything now well, mind you yeah. mm-hmm. like i i one i try to do everything in my power not to say a star wars movie mm-hmm. i tried to avoid harry potter movies and then i also well i won't say the next one because in mm-hmm. case i have to use it yeah. later <laughs> um but so I I went out of my way to kind of not think of those as movies to use but in in the sense where and you could even say in Civil War Tony Stark grows as a character he's not this playboy um you know frivolous kind of spender like you know it he was just an annoying character and for me, I I really didn't like. I liked the movies, but I couldn't say that I was a Tony Stark. Uh, the way he's portrayed, like I don't like it. I get that that's how he is in the comics, but I think that they kind. Of, I think I thought that they did a a you know an exaggerated job of showing just how like um, childish, how petty he was. He, yeah. Right. Right. So in in Endgame that kind of comes to a close because again you have this reluctant tragic hero who wants nothing to do with with fixing things and he's beyond it and he's content in his life he he has all the reason not to join and not to help like there's everything his life is perfect yes he's lost friends but because he is Tony Stark and he always works and there's things that are in his mind that if he doesn't complete them, they're going to, it's going to bug him. I think one of, you know, and it, it, it's a cliche line, but where um, Pepper Potts finally tells him like, you can rest now after he, you know, sacrifices himself um, to fix everything. I think that's a great line because you saw in iron man one and two and three and you know and all the other movies that he's in he doesn't rest he doesn't he doesn't take a break very much like you know john snow where he's battling like poor john snow is like he goes through the worst of battles and then like the very next episode there's another problem that he's gotta he's gotta face so i say my number three is iron man uh end oh, well, Avengers Endgame. Oh well yeah. yeah, there you go. Avengers endgame. Sorry, sorry. Uh no, worry. Uh, no I would say like
0: uh, that is actually that's the whole hero's journey is even though it is like the like 21st or 22nd movie in a or 23rd movie in a franchise, mm-hmm. um, because of the time jump in that movie, the whole five years later, they do yeah. they are able to at least give him Captain America to a lesser degree, like Black Widow and Hawkeye, complete arcs in that movie where they start at one point, they end somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, all right. So uh, number three was Avengers: Endgame. All right, my number two. I had hinted at this a while uh, a while ago. Mm-hmm. My number two movie uh, for the heroic journey is Mad Max: Fury Road. It is one of the it is like I mentioned how some movies are nearly perfect. This is a perfect movie. This is from the first shot to the last shot of that movie we have we have uh max uh there's barely any dialogue in this movie. uh he is standing looking at at the wasteland he gets captured. he is not even like a reluctant hero. He is a prisoner at the start of the movie uh we have this other we are introduced to this other. Uh, hero, Furiosa. Uh, she is having to drive this uh, this tanker from one place to the other, and it's, you realize that she's actually on a secret mission. She is trying to free the prisoner wives of this uh, orange bad guy with blonde hair make whatever connections you want to that, even though it came up way in advance of anything going on in the real world. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's, she's driving, uh, driving them away. Max ends up getting through a giant chasing, ends up teaming up with them. And it is a, it is about a man who doesn't want to, who doesn't really connect with people at all, having to work together with these people and he gets them to freedom, and he has like the what some of my favorite heroes, their favorite TV shows. At the end, once they solve the, they he gets them to safety. He walks off without ever accepting or uh, expecting any other thanks than like a nod of approval. And he, right, it is like I will be so sad if you veto this. This will like break me. <laughs> Like there's... Knowing that I'm
1: a vengeful guy, why would you say that? <laughs> like, you know, I will go out of my way to kind of hurt people's feelings. Like, you, you know I do that. So I think you're just setting it up. I think you want me to veto it just so you can throw in Last Jedi and I can't do anything after that.
0: Uh, actually, no, I, ha- I would have a different thing. But that would be like an honorable mention list when I name what it is. Because it mm-hmm. is actually connected. Connected to the director. Uh, if you guys have not seen Mad Max: Fury Road, it is such a good movie. Like it is, there is, it is all visual storytelling. The, like the dial, like if someone did a printout of the dialogue, it would be maybe four pages long for a two-hour, for a nearly two-hour action movie. It is right. like it does so much well in that movie. Okay, break my heart. Go ahead.
1: As far as like a character's story arc, though, it leaves it leaves stuff open. I mean, it it, when it was done on purpose, they're supposed to make more of them. Well, I mean, the the end of it, it, the end of it does have like this resolution for uh, Furiosa, but it leaves his his place in this society like he doesn't even I mean by all right he's allowed to go to this paradise you know um sanctuary but he doesn't and he wanders off and you're left to wonder like where where does he go now that being said no I'm not gonna veto okay because I
0: was about to to say I don't think you're gonna (laughs) like the next movie that I put in
1: i I I'll, I'll,
0: say it, I'll, I'll say I'll say in a, I'll say what I would have replaced it with in a moment. In like uh-huh. honorable mentions, it was okay. whatever you're assuming it is. It is not really. It is. It is definitely not.
1: I. I love Mad Max. I like we were talking about earlier. Like I did not expect it to. It won quite a bit of. It was uh, like technical
0: uh, Oscars, and it was even nominated for like like actually best picture that year. That it was. was
1: <laughs> but because the setup of it cuz i i watch the oscars and um you know i have a few friends that they'll they'll watch it with me too and we just have like discussions about you know these movies are you an oscar watcher like do you like yeah the whole... i've
0: gotten like I, before i'd usually watch like the beginning of it and then i'd watch like the la- like the like i just kind of skip all of like the technical ones but most movies right. that i've enjoyed these past years have all been like the technical winners so like Mm -hmm. going back from like mad max there was also whiplash um Mm -hmm. then like um trying to think of what else like parasite was
1: winning a lot of ones this year for like technical right well i i tend to like to to watch those things um even the the in-between stuff even some of the um you know the technical awards the uh cinematography stage uh design costumes I like those things because if it's, if there's a movie that I haven't seen that year, I always like try to add it to, I mean, there's no way I can ever watch all of them. Um, But there was like a year where I would, I had seen pretty much all of the nominated movies for best picture and it just, it's just kind of fun to, to compare it. But the setup to those Oscars were like, usually you went into those Oscars thinking Mad Max has no chance. But and there was a moment were... that I actually thought it was go- it might win. Like, it had
0: like won like I think it was nominated for like ten awards, and like at the like in the first forty minutes, it won like four of them. And like, oh my god, I think yes. it might win. <laughs> yeah. So like the
1: setup of it, like as you were watching it, you were like, holy crap! Like this movie has a chance to win this. But um, and I already forgot what, what won the best picture that year. Was it Moonlight that year? No, something else. It was. It wasn't the moon. I didn't think it was the Moonlight
0: Year because it was. It's been a few no? years. I'll look it up uh, by the end of yeah. Uh, like we'll have uh, to. I will just say, with Mad Max, it has one of the greatest soundtracks. Uh, I, that I cannot listen while I'm driving because like mm-hmm. there's something about that soundtrack will just make me like angry angry, and like I will start driving like and I'm like I'm like oh wow I'm this is not this is not safe like the fact yeah. that I even figured out a way to get the soundtrack into the movie where there's like people banging on drums and the guy with the
1: guitar that's shooting flames out it is so well done god that movie is great I even I even actually somebody was asking me you know if I knew of any great action films and instead of like thinking you know crouching tiger hidden dragon or like the matrix like the first thing that popped into my mind was mad max and i literally like probably last week recommended that somebody watch that movie um but i didn't know if it was streaming anywhere i think it all is. i will say is like the the whole premise of like octane fuel and they're like obsessed with like blood because they're all it's pure octane like that's oh, much- like
0: the chrome on their mouths <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like the weird the storytelling in that movie where they like they will say something and you're just like where it's like i think they use the word like mick something like it's like it's like a it's like a mcdonald's reference but it's not without, they're not, like, stopping to, like, did you get the reference? They're, like, like once we get to the McHeaven and, like, oh, everything is, like, corporate, like, connected to a corp- uh, corporation.
1: Uh, there are... Um, like, the gas, the gas connection? Yeah, like the, 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 the bullet farm. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, in the, the fact that the first 30 minutes, like, when I, like, I saw it, like, I think two times the opening weekend when it came out. Uh-huh both times Mm -hmm. 30 minutes into the movie when there's finally like a big break because the movie starts going there's a big action scene and then like there's a giant car crash and then like break people started laughing out loud because it was just like everyone's like like glued to the screen it was amazing like that like those that first like third of the movie (laughs) just one giant action action scene and it is amazing
1: yeah, I mean, like I was saying, the, the whole octane, like, fueled, that is from start to finish, like, the quintessential action movie, and you don't really, like, you're saying, like, you don't really have a break to, like, wonder why isn't anybody talking, like, you don't care, like, it is very much like Stanley Kubrick, long drawn-out scenes, and then somebody has, like, a line, like, I mean, it, it's not in the sense where like, it's 2001, you know, a Space Odyssey, but that's how that movie is. Like there's this, all these sequences and all these scenes and you don't really know what's happening, but you can't really like the, look away.
0: Well, like even like the world building, like they do so much of so little where like the moment they get out of that canyon, it's now like, oh, now we have Raiders and we know that they're, they're a different army because they're all on motorcycles. So like, yeah. like they, they're able to get this, like, like, like uh, for our students, like there is this concept of visual literacy. Like by mm-hmm. watching that movie and just following along, you will yeah. you're picking up. Like I know this is a different group. This is a different group. Then when we get to the end, we have the that the army of women that like with the like trying to like for plants with the seeds. I'm just like, yeah, oh yeah. man, this that movie is perfect. Like <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> uh, that I can't see anything else than that. Like on that movie i love
1: i'm right there with you man i actually i love that movie and i love that pick
0: so before we get to number one i'll just do a little recap of what our top eight has been up to this point so number eight was john wick number seven Uh three hundred number six Uh die hard number five Uh pan's labyrinth four Mm -hmm. dawn of the planet of the ape -hmm. It's uh, number three, Avengers Endgame. Number two, Mad Max Fury Road. And now for the number one, Hero's Journey.
1: And I, I just kind of like, like you, you were saying, and it's not so much because by the end of it, I'm not a fan of when I said Avengers Endgame. It's solely just because I Iron. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, with Tony Mm -hmm. Stark. i'm not i'm not a fan of the way you know even though it's sweet and nice the way captain america basically quit being captain america after all of his i like that they because chris evans was done
0: with his contract
1: right right <laughs> but i i mean in terms of like you know oh it's so sweet that he got to go back to to peggy carter and stuff like that like it it was nice but I, I found that like I was a fan of Captain America only in Infinity War because okay. of how much of a change they went. But that being okay. said, I said Avengers Endgame just because where I know Tony Stark starts and then where he where he ends. Is okay. that your timer? That no, no, no that there? that was
0: that was my that was
1: my cell phone going off. All right, <laughs> okay. My number one, and like I said, I'm just I'm drawn to tragic heroes and you don't have a veto
0: I don't have a veto I'm so this necessarily... can be you can you can say rise of of the Skywalker and then I'll walk out of the room that will be my veto
1: <laughs> you'll throw your headset down and <laughs> and like I told you to start off with I I really was I was trying to push away from any of the Harry Potter movies any of the Star Wars movies but it's something that I I, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this or not and you might but okay. In the sense that you thought of the very of, of a perfect action movie when I thought hero's journey
0: I think I might be on the same track as, as you so hold on i might <laughs> just go ahead and say it
1: well i wanna now I want you to guess before I say what it is I'm just, not, uh, I'm is saying, it
0: is it at all connected with an actor that was in number eight in number eight? For some reason, I felt mm-hmm. you were going to go to Matrix, but no.
1: Okay.
0: I don't no, no. And, I don't, no there... and
1: then I, yeah, I stopped. <laughs> okay. I told you, like, I was going to try to avoid, I was going to try to avoid um, franchises. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I okay. wanted the story to end. Even though Mad Max is, like, a sequel, you don't have to watch any of the other Mad Max. You don't have to watch Mel Gibson. Okay. You don't have All to watch right. any of them, and you'll be fine. And, and the story, you know, even though it is kind of open-ended, is, it does have, like, a fitting resolution to their conflict my number one is the when i think war movies you can't you can't you know get away from the fact that saving private ryan was a great war movie on top of which you have tragic hero he there's no way anybody during that this time you know it's right after the events of d day tom hanks you know obviously they don't show him in that opening scene but that that opening 25 minutes of that you know storming the beach of normandy was amazing and it was rated r i think it was like it came out in 1997 maybe um, so it might have been yeah. uh, 1999 eight, 1998 1998
0: i think cuz it was it was the whole controversy <clears throat> with that and shakespeare in love where Shakespeare right. Love one best picture. Right.
1: Oh, I hate that fact. But <laughs> Shakespeare Love, by the way, is mm-hmm. not a terrible movie. No, it's actually but, like, actually a
0: pretty good movie too.
1: <laughs> but for it to beat out Saving, well, anyways, Saving Private Ryan, 1998. I was about nine years old when that movie came out, and for whatever reason, like I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies, but. My parent, my dad, was like, "This is okay. This is an okay movie for him to watch." And I remember watching that as like a young kid and thinking, "Like, war is insane." And I knew that the movie was, you know, was fake. It wasn't like a documentary or anything like that. It didn't use actual footage. But I thought the way it portrayed the events of, like, you know, this is like the brutalness of of this war. Um, I thought it was amazing and then even at at a young age I was able to understand pretty much some of the most difficult of concepts of like loss and family and duty um and just as I got older I was you know obviously more fixated on on how well that movie um was produced and and made um it, it it's interesting to see some of the storylines with um Tom S- Sizemore who had that bad reputation of being an actor who was difficult to work with. Um, you know, he, he did drugs. He was an alcoholic. But to know that he, he saw the potential of that movie where he wanted to be a part of it. He basically put it in his contract with Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg. I will take drug tests. I will, go to, I will go to therapy. I will have a curfew. Like He went out of his way. To make sure that he was a part of that movie and didn't get kicked off like he was in a few other movies, um, because you know I I think you could kind of see that this movie was gonna be an important an important movie, just you know very much like you know Schindler's List was uh, an important movie. Um, so Saving Private Ryan set up with uh, the idea that uh, a set of four brothers uh, are all part of the same war. Um, somebody in the department where they're basically writing these very you know uh, remorseful letters uh, to family members that their son um, has been killed at war, somebody notices that there's these three individuals who are, all have the same last name and they're all brothers um and there's a fourth brother that they don't know where he's at so the task that um you know Tom Hanks's characters put um in charge of is to basically find this one soldier in and uh, the comparison that they make in that in that line that is in the movie we're looking for a needle and a stack of needles so they've got to find this one you know wounded soldier who's lost because all the drops that were made um during that war were random and you know nobody was where they were supposed to be um and he's He's just, he's got to complete this this task because um, there is no doer or, um, I already forgot the line. There's not to wonder why, but to do or die, I think is the line that they say, um, which basically, you know, soldiers, and that's kind of like the whole theme of that movie is that that war was, you know, people were dropped off in this country, that they had no real reason why they were there, but they, that, that was their job. That was their duty. So he's got to take this band of kind of like misfits who don't want to do this, who don't think that risking all of their lives is worth one life. Um, and yet they've got, they've got to complete this task. Um, so that's my number one is Saving Private Ryan. Hmm.
0: I actually, I, I was thinking of that movie earlier today, but I I think I watched that movie once just because when I watched it when I was but the whoa, thing is, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, it's, like, one of those weird movies where I watched it fairly young. I think I watched it, like, when I was 13, finally. And, like, okay. the, the vi- like, again, <coughs> like, the, that opening scene really got to me. Like, the, mm-hmm. like, just the different things. And, like, I, I've probably seen movies that are more violent than that. But it is, mm-hmm. it's like, got burnt into my head that there's, like, a weird, like, I feel like I don't want to to re-watch that or put myself through it like um and it's also just like the like the like it like being like okay this is a real war these are like while it is a fictional story these are right this really happened and it's just something that i can't like really get a whole lot of enjoyment out out of and like it's like Uh. it's, it's kind of the same thing like um because I was thinking of like nineteen seventeen is basically Saving Private Ryan, but in World War One, um, right? And like I, I didn't really enjoy that movie either. Like really, dude? I, I just d- bought nineteen seventeen <laughs> too. <laughs> like it's like it's weird. The like some of the only war movies that I've I'm I think I'm able to like even though I haven't watched them recently like Dunkirk. I'm not like a huge Christopher Nolan fan, but like. His movies are so cold in a way Mm -hmm, that like mm -hmm. i don't feel i don't feel connected to the people so i can just kind of like watch it and like okay this is happening uh and like uh platoon that's like the other war movie that i can like watch like
1: like i'm just into brilliant well i mean I wish you could get past it because the storyline is I like is amazing.
0: I have been meaning to like rewatch like I I'm trying to collect all of the movies by Steven Spielberg and then I was going to like go through a very strange uh that's movie. A lot. Yeah. And also it's kind of kinda like it also just kind of tapers off at some point. Can you can you do a Schindler's List? No, uh actually I think I I forgot I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or not. I had a teacher. Um, I'm not gonna name them because they're still working. They might still be working. Um, right. I had it was I think it was world geography. He would do this thing where he would every every Tuesday I think he would like go to Walmart before his school and he would buy like every DVD that came out that day.
1: Yeah.
0: And one day, uh, and it's like that's just like character de- detail it doesn't really add up to Schindler's List. We were, yeah. he put on parts of Schindler's List, and he would always do this thing, whenever we were watching a movie, oh, th- uh, he'll, he'll, like, point out one of the characters in the movie, oh, that's whatever, like, someone in the class. Well, I don't think I've actually even finished Schindler's List because of this, because he pointed out one character, and it's like this little kid, and he's like, aw, that's little Matthew. Uh, that kid gets killed. And like it's something the dude about who the dude who scrubbed the the, the tub the kid I, who scrubbed the tub I don't I can't I honestly can't remember I just remember oh, like he was running around and then like at the end of the scene the kid's dead and I'm just like uh-huh. that is really ugly I that like burnt into my memory for some reason
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so you so you don't you can't watch Schindler's List and then you can't do Saving Private Ryan. No, I see, don't know. Man. I mean,
0: like, I mean, like, well, uh, like, I, I think I just probably have to rewatch. I'm like, there's like the 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 '90s or like the late '80s '90s period of Spielberg. I'm very like, I I don't like. I, I feel like I'm kind of shaky on like from the color mm. purple up to Saving Private Ryan. I'm like, mm. like I've seen those movies or I've seen parts of them, but like, right. I mean apart from Jurassic Park and the second Jurassic Park like I really his other movies during that time I'm like I I, like I was
1: very little. Yeah I think the the only part and it 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 sounds funny because like how you're saying the opening scene um you know it it gets to you there's a lot of great characters in that movie and you know a, a bunch of them end up passing away but the one that hit me the hardest um was in that group of of uh, of soldiers there's one Jew and he makes it you know through the entire part of It's the, the he gets killed like
0: doesn't get killed at the very end like if there's like a guy in the stairway yeah, or something like that
1: Yeah yeah that it's also like burnt into my yeah ah oh, because he can he can be saved but by because the one wimp in the the whole group, he's like hiding like, and
0: he doesn't. Yeah. yeah,
1: he hears the he hears mm-hmm. it happening in the stairs. That one, that one kind of hits because, I mean, it's at the end and you you're, you you kind of want all of these characters to make it out of out of there alive, but they don't. And then, well, I mean, the setup of it too is kind of interesting because you have uh, obviously uh, Ryan, who's older. And that's so yeah that says like the framing device in it right but you don't really know that it's him though you just know that there's an older person who's survived and you're just kind of left to think like that's probably ryan eventually but um you know tom hanks's character passes away um ben diesel's character passes away um the the medic uh the sniper who has become like a meme like anytime there's like a, a like, a video of people, like, falling. It's always his scene where he's up mm. on the tower and he's, like, this awesome sniper. Um, but, I mean, Saving Private Ryan, dude, it, it's it, it's an awesome movie.
0: Alright, so Saving Private Ryan was number one. Uh, before we sign off, do you have any, like, honorable mentions for this list? Like, I have a few. Like, I was mentioning what mm-hmm. I would have replaced Fury Road with. Uh, do you want to take a wild guess of what I would
1: have replaced Fury Road with if you had vetoed it? Could you give me a hint? Give me like a direction in which the movie would have gone.
0: It was like, it's a kid's movie that was uh, like, the, I mean, like we literally did only like apart from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Endgame, like everything is very rated R. Uh, right. this, is, this is rated G. It was a kid's movie. Filmed in australia mm-hmm. like mid nineties it no, has there's a there's a fury road connection to it
1: really no I, I what's the
0: movie babe it would have been babe the the talking pig there is really? a, it's a it is a hero's journey in that i I'm,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm not debating that but all all kids' movies are you know Hero's Journey, something,
0: something about like something about Babe. I just kept thinking coming back to it and like, Uh like, like mentioned a podcast that it was like to you that they've been talking about all of George Miller's movies. George Miller came up with the story to Babe, he didn't direct it, and George Miller also directed all the Mad Max movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Babe would have been on there, uh, Matrix was I was considering, but I didn't want to use it. the first x-men but i didn't use the first x-men because x2 is a better movie but that doesn't really have a hero's it's not really a hero's journey first one is more of that so i couldn't use that and then mm. i had it on my list but i was not going to use it like unless i had last, to last, last Jedi. Jedi. yeah that was like i wasn't i didn't want to bring it up but like, if I if for some reason you had also named all of my movies and X Men and Babe, then it would have been
1: uh, the Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't you didn't use that one. <laughs> I had um, also the Matrix, but like like I kind of found out before we were doing this, we weren't <clears throat> we weren't really doing franchises, and I had told you once you sent me the. Kind of like the premise of what we were doing like i i told you i wasn't going to use any of the star wars movies um i do have dark knight on there okay. and i kind of I, I brought it up um i also had godfather okay on my list as an honorable mention um so yeah so harry potter um a uh, half-blood prince was on there um but yeah the one that i was like because I thought we were gonna kind of like eliminate. Like I thought eight was gonna go against seven. Like I thought it was gonna be like kind yeah, of we, a bracket. We, like, thing.
0: Yeah, we can we can maybe do a bracket in a different. Like we like <laughs> we can figure out
1: something for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so that's that's what I thought it was gonna kind of be like. So I thought like Godfather I could always keep like in my back pocket because, I mean it's. Geez francis Ford coppola you can't, can't really and weirdly enough i feel like if you had
0: picked that i would have did the same i would it would have been the same thing of kill bill volume one where i cannot think of the at least the first two without the other uh-huh. one like uh-huh. i it's just like it, i cannot disassociate these those two movies
1: but it ends in a way that like all of a sudden al pacino's character is like the boss like it could end there does it leave room to keep going like yes obviously it does but He's also a reluctant hero where he does not – he's been the one, you know, person in the family and not even, you know, the stepbrother even gets into the whole organized crime, um, you know, before he does. But he's gone out of his way um, to become like a distinguished soldier and through fate or destiny or whatever have you, you know, circumstances, he's got to be the one to pick up the mantle and, and be the boss of the family. So I thought that was a great yeah. – um, comparison to like it's it's to, honestly, uh, the hero's journey
0: it's honestly like two things of godfather like i love the movies but like i feel like the first time i watched it it was like on TNT where they did this like weird edit it was like the godfather saga or something where they edited yeah. together 1 and 2 but put it in cr- uh, like chronological order for some reason and mm-hmm. that's why i cannot like when i like i know like the plot line to 1 but I always oh. mix in things from two, and that's where I like. I occasionally put the whole Fredo scene in one for some reason, and yeah. I mix them just everything together for some reason. Yeah. So.
1: No, that doesn't happen until the second one. All right. All right. So, so recap all of our movies. Eight, recap eight, John, John Wick. Wick
0: seven, seven, 300. 300. Uh, six, Die Hard. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Five, Pan's Labyrinth, four Dawn right. of the Planet of the Apes, three Avengers Endgame based, looking primarily at, at Iron Man's Ark, two, Mad Max Fury Road, and one Saving Private Ryan. Alright. Um so Cortez, did you enjoy this movie draft thing? Maybe we can do it more often at the end of units.
1: I, I I enjoyed it, but we gotta find we got to find a way to make it where I've seen the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, like I was,
0: I was thinking, and this is like a like a students and viewers will get a little insight into like the thought process as we can, if we, like if we continue to do the podcast during like when we're not uh, remotely teaching, uh, uh-huh. we can like revisit these lists or come up with TV shows or different topics or. Like or you know even books that could be like a, like a, a connection to the subject we teach, um. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, yeah. But it was fun. I thought I I just like I said I thought we were doing like bracket stuff where like we were gonna try to eliminate all of them and then come up with like the best one. But this one's good too because it's like it's both of our lists. Obvious, and then we have like this you know the fair amount where we both have um. We both have our four, so it's it's good, and I I'm I'm good with the list. Other than the only thing I haven't seen is is Die Hard.
0: I, f- I feel like I feel like the I was also kind of thinking right now. It's kind of funny. Apart, f- like we were saying, like no franchises, and mm-hmm. the, like you have two of them, and I have zero ones that are are yeah. that are not part of franchises. I-
1: and I forget that I forget that 300 has a sequel because it's so bad. Like I, we waited yeah. like ten years for that movie, and I just I I saw it, and then I've like completely ignored that it's even a franchise. Yeah, I just but kind of yeah, forgot about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I really did. I really did try to to get rid of like the. I guess I went out of my way to you know pick the the franchises I we don't discuss on a day to day basis or on a week to week basis. So. The Star Wars, the Harry Potters, I just kind of got rid of all of those. And like I said, like I really wanted to leave the Avengers out of it because my whole thing was uh, the concept of the the tragic hero. So that's where, like, you can even see my list. It says tragic heroes.
0: Okay.
1: So um, that was my thinking behind it. So I I, I I couldn't leave it out. Like I just really couldn't. I just okay. I well.
0: On on that note, we'll be back at you on Friday with an off-topic episode. Um, still figuring out the, the cast and crew on that episode. Um, I already forgot the recommendations. Who are the recommendations? Uh, Miss Martinez and... I need to double check on on that one. That's why I I wasn't going to say, but now that I got called out on it, now I got to... uh, I'll be awkward when I send that email to
1: to to them. Right. All right. Um, We might have to just invite Troy back. There we go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we'll
1: we'll figure it
0: out. On that note, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you have any feedback for us, please shoot us an email, uh, send us a message on our Pebble Hills uh, Twitter page, all of that. And I, uh, yeah, I'm bad at the sign-off. I need, to, I need to be as good as I am with the intro on the sign-off. Yeah, you do. Have a uh, good week, guys. Yep, Again, make sure week. that if,
1: if you have a chance to give a shout-out to a teacher, uh, please do that. It's Teacher Appreciation Week. I know it'll mean a lot, especially right now.
0: All right. On that on that note. See you guys.